podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Lisa Rabinovitz in the chair for Nigel Rothband. And joining me to discuss two very different games and to look forward to the Carabao Cup and the next league fixture, I have three guests. A view from a blue, Stephen Allwise. Hello. Tony Newgrosh. You even got my name right. I got well, your name this. right. Thank you. Good evening. And Spencer Dubson. Hello. Hello. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, the Man City Show is backed for the season by Lad Brooks. Go to bet.citypodcast.net for all the latest odds and offers. So, as I said, two very different games, but two wins, top of the Premier League and top of our Champions League group. So, you could argue that it doesn't really matter that they were that different. But let's start with um, the Shakhtar game. Uh, I know it's probably far back in your memories now, especially after last night's um, trials and tribulations at uh, at Wembley. But um, best performance for a long time? Yeah, I, I thought the first half against Shakhtar was as good as anything from last season. I thought the way that, and I think Pep said after the game, his best first half in charge of City, we were brilliant. And that's probably, well, it's, I think definitely the best we've played this season. Just the the intensity, the pressing quality of football. Shakhtar played into our hands by trying to pass out from the back when they're not as good as, as we are at that. Um, and I think that enabled us to push up and, and force mistakes. But we were brilliant and it meant we could then coast second half once we got the goals. Yeah, we were brilliant. I think the stats showed us having 92% possession at one point, which even by our standards is, is quite, yes, quite astonishing. It's difficult, isn't it? Because we don't really know how good Shakhtar are. I mean, clearly not that good, but we can't really gauge them relative to the Premier League. But no, we were astonishingly good and 3-0, to be honest, flattered Shakhtar. But we, we eased off in the second half. I think we took pity on them. Yeah, I mean, on another day, that really could have been 7-8-9, couldn't it? And... Um... Uh, are we to be criticised for not uh, converting anymore? Uh, can we even say that? It's it's a valid question to ask, especially when you know having lost the first group game, we're not automatically assured of going through. Um, but I think you can tell the players just got the the third and, and coasted and, and saved the legs. Like they were enjoying the football, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, there's a bit of game management. I think that's. Perfectly acceptable, isn't it? They've gone a long way. It's a long season. Why do you want to bust together? I mean, the important thing is three goals, a clean sheet, no injuries. And I think that last one is arguably as important as any other statistics from the night. Yeah, I mean, I I think I this is never going to leave me, ever. Um, at 2-0, when we were, I think we were coasting for quite a bit, I was starting to get a little bit worried that if they did score one, then we would not fold because I don't think we do that really but that it would start to get a lot more uncomfortable so in that respect I think what Spencer's saying yes we probably do need to be converting more of those chances but we've got a very high bar the thing is we've got used to this super high bar haven't we and um it was just it was a fabulous I mean I thoroughly enjoyed unlike the second game which we'll come on to talk about I mean I just thoroughly enjoyed the whole thing it was I just thought we were outstanding then certainly definitely the first half the second half was awful but I've I just I just feel we are so spoiled with what we're seeing it's just unbelievable to be watching some of this football but interestingly enough what you're saying about Shaq having 92% possession at one point this may, may surprise you the overall possession stats we had more possession against Spurs than we did against Shakhtar overall but uh, it was marginal but slightly slightly more but which I was quite surprised about because 
Well, lies, um, damn lies and statistics. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but also, we um, De Bruyne got 70 minutes, and I mean, it looked like it had never been missing up until that point when he, I think he needed to come off at that point. But what a bonus as well. I've almost forgotten about him. You know, <laughs> please. Oh, could know, you? But it's true, we've been doing so well. It's, we, we really didn't miss him, and yet there's still that extra level. Our player of the year from last season comes back and looks great. It's fantastic, just as we're heading into the real busy season. Yeah, I, I don't think it's necessarily that we forgot he existed. It's just that we didn't notice his absence, which is a huge but It'll be thing. interesting to see, you know, who does he displace? Because the presumption is that he'll become a regular um, in the coming weeks now as we go through to, to Christmas. Um, who's not going to play? As well, well you know. there'll be plenty of rotation, won't there? Yeah. I don't think it'll be a problem. We've got loads of games coming up. Everyone will get a chance. And if you don't play well, you're on the bench. That's how it should be. And then, I mean, it's a, obviously it's a, an away Champions League game. I, I think 300 brave Mancunians 600, made I think it. you'll Six, find, no, okay. yes. 600 statistics again um, made, made the journey there. But after, afterwards and, and before, and, and Pep has said this quite a few times, that he doesn't think the fans want it, want us to succeed in the Champions League as much and is concerned about how, that, how the atmosphere, certainly at home, is maybe hindering or going ahead in the Champions League. What, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I don't know. You know, maybe there's a little bit of messaging there and a little bit sort of coming up from on high and then sort of being disseminated to say, come on, let's let's get behind the team. You know, the, the atmosphere against Lyon was, uh, was suspect, wasn't it? And then uh, it sort of, you know, went from there. But I, 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 I have a feeling that... that Slowly but surely, the fans will really start to get behind the team, and uh, especially as we go into the uh, the serious part of life in February, March. I think I think we'll ramp it up. I'm not I'm not concerned about that. Yeah, I, I think Pep's got a point, but equally, you and it's something I know we've discussed on on the show before. If you offered fans Champions League or back to back Premier Leagues, I think a a majority would go for the domestic competition, and I think that. We know that we've been booing the anthem previously and all the fines and the issues that we've had with UEFA and the questions about FFP, etc. The fans haven't 100% bought into the Champions League yet and the players will notice that. Pep clearly notices it. And if we are to make that next step and, and try to get to the latter stages, the fans are going to have to get behind the players to kick us on and, and act as the, the so-called 12th man. Um, so you can see where Pep's coming from. Yeah, it's a bit of kidology there, isn't there? But you know mm. what? I think, whisper it quietly, I think the fans are actually believing that this year we do have a genuine chance. In the past, it's been, we could get to the quarters and mm. if we get mm. a kind draw and the decisions mm. go our way, we could go all the way. But my heart doesn't really believe that. This year, well, clearly Real have got problems. I think we can match Barcelona and Bayern. Juve look a quality team, but we're the favourites. And, you know, this is our chance. We might never get a good a chance again. So we'll wrap up the league by about February and then, then we go for it. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Not this season. Forever the optimist, Tony. Thank you. OK, so on to Spurs last night. Can we start with the pitch, please? What's everyone's thoughts on the wonderful surface that we well, had to play that game? Lots of different colours on the pitch when you first went out there, wasn't it? It looked like they sort of re- replaced strips uh, pre-game. And then there was um, NFL markings all over the place, you know, brown marks. And you thought, what the heck's this? You know, I don't know. 
Yeah. I'm sure the linesmen found the lines very helpful for their decision making, <laughs> yes. but like, it's it was the same for both sides. And actually, I think we were probably helped by the fact Spurs also like to play their football. If, say, that had been against Stoke of, of the Tony Pulis era, who would just take the pitch out of the equation and hoof it, we may have had more problems. But the fact Spurs, like us, wanted to get the ball down, pass it out from the back, it meant there were mistakes in both teams. And it was noticeable the wide areas, all the fullbacks had troubles because that's where the worst areas of the pitch was. Um, did it contribute to Lamella's miss? Probably. So, you know, it worked out okay for us. But, you know, we, we managed the circumstances well. It wasn't our best performance. It was never going to be. But against a very good team, cold night, a big away game, I thought, again, we've, we've shown the quality that we have. Yeah, it reminded me of my youth on Huff End on those windy Sunday afternoons and in South Manchester. I, it was, it's a disgrace, that pitch, wasn't it? It was an embarrassment to the Premier League. I mean, how long does it take Tottenham to remove the new trophy room in their stadium? Get on with it, yes? Um, it made the game a bit of a lottery, yes, same for both teams. It was a terrible spectacle, though, wasn't it? It's the first time I can say in a very long time I didn't enjoy watching City. Yeah, I mean, I, I think yes, it was the same for both teams, but they are two teams who like to play football, and so should there have been more goals in that game? Should it have been a more exciting game to watch? I mean, it's it's a question we never get the answer to, but it's just very disappointing that this situation has been allowed to get to this point with the state of Tottenham not being able to have somewhere to play a game mm. other than somewhere that's had an NFL match the night before. Um, I mean, there was, you know, there was limited goal mouth action, wasn't there? I mean, Mares had that, the one where Lloris um, palmed it onto the post, which was a good chance. Kane took a heavy touch, didn't he? And when Edison heroically dived at his feet. Yeah. Um, we were then very concerned if he'd injured himself. But um, there was a, 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 a sort of mild entertainment value. But actually, um, I don't know about you, but I, I felt sort of um, medium to high stress um, from minute sort of 7 to 94. And it's sort of a little bit like the old days, you know. Um, but, you know, we got the result, you know, so... Yeah, in, in a strange way, because so many of our matches are now fairly routine, once we've got that first goal, we tend to get the second and, and as we said before, coast through and, and maybe save legs and energy for other games. To actually be on the edge of your seat and fearful every time the opposition went forward, in a perverse way, it was it was entertaining. It meant you were so emotionally invested. Um, and, you know, that we didn't give away that many chances. Lamella should have scored, clearly. But actually, Edison, I don't think, had couple of saves to make Stones and Laporte were probably our best players we were quite solid mm. I think one thing on the pitch actually just to go back on that to a degree it's not Spurs's fault I don't think it's the building contractors whoever they've brought in because they're not doing it in-house um, but as and when you know that stadium is not available Wembley have already got the NFL confirmed City rejected rightfully rejected the chance to play this at the Etihad I think Pep said it would have meant we had three five. consecutive what? away games it would have been five and five consecutive home games which mm. if you're and talking about when crowds it's, it's, or the last month yeah. of the season and there could be something on that um, it was never going to be Milton Keynes for a, for a Premier League game so this, you know, the players will have played on worse growing up it's just so different to what they expect every single week but I think we coped okay yeah, I mean, it was all set up, wasn't it, for a last-minute 
horrendous soft <laughs> goal that would have cost us two points. And that's why it was tense. And also, how many chances did we have to put that game to bed? Spurs didn't really threaten that much. They had, I think, one attempt on target, which was, I think, a header from a corner that just came off the back of his head. So we never looked particularly under pressure, did we? And you just mm. wanted that second goal so mm. we could relax a bit. I'm always more nervous at 1-0 than 0-0, actually. I don't know. I mean, the so, big chance was that sil- uh, when it bobbled, really, at Silver's feet, didn't it? And I, I thought they actually, being there, I, we were giving um, poor old David uh, a bit of a hard time. It's like, it's, it, it's in, you know. And But it, actually, when you looked at the replay, I think it bobbled and he just like, tapped it out to Sterling and got the shot away and it, it was one of those that didn't go in so yeah I think the, the one player actually I'm sure we'll discuss individual performances Bernardo his first touch is just on a different level on a pitch that was bobbling and bouncing and really awkward for everyone to control every single time his first touch kills the ball and he does a little body swerve and shifts away from a defender and he's free and he, he rarely loses the ball he's been a revelation this season De Bruyne coming back, questions of, of how often Bernardo will play. I think David will probably be rotated a bit more. But um, just in, in those circumstances, that pitch, I thought Bernardo deserves a lot of credit. Classic 1-0 away victory at the end of the day, wasn't it? Yeah. We'll take it, we'll move on. No injuries again, good stuff. Well, before we move on, oh. as Stephen said, I think we need to talk about Benjamin Mendy <coughs> and probably Cal Walker. Let's start with Cal Walker because that's probably easier to deal with. I think for some unknown reason, he seems just to be desperate to score a goal. Yeah, He's, over-enthusiastic, I think, is uh, the problem. It's almost embarrassing, though. Mm. He's, he's, played against, he's played against Spurs as a City player last season at Spurs. It's not a new thing to him, and he's a more senior member of the squad. Well, the thing is, he, he did score a bit of a wonder goal, didn't he? A bit earlier on this season. So he's, 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 you know, can you imagine the adrenaline rush? You know, you're running down, down the wing, and the, you know the space appears, and it's, it, you know, the, the temptations there, isn't it? But he, uh, he sort of fluffed this one, didn't he? Because he got into the on the edge of the penalty box, and then thought, oh, hang on, I can't do it, and, and sort of tried to set Aguero up for it, and I, just overhit it. That was a brilliant run from Walker, and that could be it the was. type. If that yeah. finishes a slightly different way, that's the type of run yeah. that everyone talks about. Seventy odd burst from right back he's intercepted pinched the ball and and goes on I actually think and I've I watched it live at the ground I've not seen a replay from memory I think Aguero made a poor run and actually got in Walker's way you could see Walker almost just wants to get the ball out of his feet and hit it and Aguero kind of came across and, and they were a bit confused I think Walker was okay made a couple of mistakes the one in the last minute to give away the corner that sticks in your mind so you think mm, he's made a couple of, of poor decisions I think he was okay. Um, I thought Lucas Moore is a good player on that wing. Sissoko had a good game on the other side. So, look, he's he's an experienced player. Walker, he'll be fine. Yeah, he wasn't his finest night, was it? He wasn't terrible. And unlike other players we could mention, he you couldn't fault his efforts or his attempts to recover the situation. So, yeah, he needs to learn a little bit from that. And I'm sure Pep will have a have a word, son. But he did all right. Yeah. Mendy. Oh dear. Need I say more? <laughs> and I, I just want to be clear, I don't have like an inbuilt fear of left backs <laughs> or hatred of left backs. Um, I think that's probably putting it a bit too strongly anyway. But um, yes, thoughts on Benjamin Mendy? Um, it didn't go well, did it? No. <laughs> really from the first moments. Um, and, um, you know, uh, it was about defending last night, really, wasn't it? Rather than charging up the wing, and um, I don't know what it was. Did the, it just 
players sometimes have an off day. He a confidence thing when you make an early an early error, but it just I can't. I'm trying to think of good things to say. Um, there are none. Struggling. <laughs> I think he came straight from the nightclub. Actually, that's my only possible theory. Or perhaps they told him for health and safety reasons it was a walking football match. Because what drove me nuts is when he yes. gave that ball away. Yes, and he just kind of it was like playing five aside on a Sunday night with my mates. It was just like oh someone else can sort it out and poor old Dino's doing the work of eight players yes the pitch didn't help it bobbled over his foot a couple of times but not good enough really not for a 50 million pound defender although the Sun and I don't normally read the Sun and hasten to have but I, I was given a free copy I, I'd just like to add <laughs> and, and I started at the back and worked forward gave him six out of ten so couldn't have been all bad well, they clearly Did weren't they watching what I was City watching. City player more, uh, less than that? Uh, no, I don't think so, actually. So, so he was always player. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Joint worse. Joint worse. He had an off night. He, he didn't play well. And, and he's, um, in his own inimitable way, he's accepted that on, on Twitter and, and happy to own up to that fact. Odd, he was brilliant, I thought, against Liverpool when he had to defend. And it him and Walker, I think, were almost under instructions. Exactly. Don't go forward. I think they each had one run and that was it. And we've not really seen that side of him. We always associate him with the powerful burst forward, the crosses into the box. But he defended very well as if he's got that ability. And he just looked positionally off yesterday um, against Spurs. But you know, he's Laporte does well every single game to cover him. Fernandinho is very astute, just drops in. Um, we got away with it a couple of times. But you know, he's, he's still, what is he, 23? He's still young and learning his trade. He's an attacking left-back. He's not going to be defensively brilliant. But... You, the bet with him is he offers you more going forward than you lose at the back. Well, we've become very demanding, haven't we? We'll, we'll, we'll forgive one game. Every every player can't be at the top, top of their game every time. So we'll uh, wait for the next one. Yeah, and just a quick mention, I think, the goal. We haven't actually mentioned the goal, have we? It was a very good goal by um, Mares, And I think it, look, Mares definitely looking more and more like he's fitting into the, the way we're playing, which has to be a positive. I think a lot of people, certainly people sitting around me at the, at, at the home matches are very critical of him. And I'm just like, just give him a bit of time. Seems to be settling in now. Yeah, I think he's, he's there or thereabouts, isn't he? And it means we can rotate the uh, the two wingers yeah. so yeah he didn't convince quite at first but great run last night he busted gut didn't he to get across I thought that was man. quite a di- he made something difficult look easy mm. I didn't think that was such an easy finish he yeah and no his work rate generally I thought yeah. was fantastic he tracked back didn't he and he's looking like a pet player now well, he's played has he played three or four maybe five on the trot now which will help him settle in Liverpool's the interesting one. Obviously, misses the penalty and people focus on that. I thought second half of that game, he actually was very impressive. He was our most likely source of, of creating something. And then he's got on the score sheet the next game. He's scored, I think, three games on the trot now. And he adds something a bit different. You know, we were used to last season, Sterling and Sane on, on the correct side for them, where they can stretch the play, get to the byline, use their pace. Mares is different. He's a bit bit like where Bernardo played last season, on the right, but generally wants to cut in. Bit of trickery, bit of skill, can beat a man and he can finish. And I think he really does add something different for us. And he's settled in. He's, but he's also got the, almost the confidence to do his own thing and not just pass the ball safely and, and not lose possession and, and fit into the system. He actually imp- mm. impacts a game. I mean, there was a question last night, wasn't there? Should he play with the Leicester thing? Um, and he was clearly very impacted by it. 
um, and he, you know, he was dealt with it, raised the occasion, you know, hands up to the sky after the goal. Um, so much respect. Yeah, a lot of respect for him mm. for, for playing in that game. Mm. Um, let's take a quick break. The Man City Show is lubricated by Watney's Pale L. Watney's Pale L. The Man City Show, Beer of the Month. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. So we've got um, a Carabao Cup game, which has been moved to Thursday, thanks to Spurs. This isn't bothering me at all, just in case anyone was wondering. You're hiding it very well. Yeah, I'm doing a good job, aren't I? Um, thoughts about this? I mean, we won this cup last season. We want to defend that. Yeah? Yeah, love 100%. the League Cup. Yeah, competition. It's become a little bit of a favourite of ours, isn't mm, it? Seventy six. Um, it's an opportunity, actually, for squad rotation as well, which is is is, is a sort of serious point, I suppose. Um, you know, I guess Foden, Phil Foden's going to be out there, Brian Diaz, and many of the others. Um, and I think it, it's a, it underpins, you know, uh, what we hope will be a great season. And I definitely think we uh, are, are focused on, on on doing well in that competition. You know, and we feel we're at home with it. Yeah. It's a strange competition in many ways. It always used to be the one that you didn't really care about. If you lost in the early rounds, fine, you accept that. But it's almost, I think, partially because it's the finals, the end of February or the early March, and it's over then. You only play six or seven games and potentially win a trophy, which which then can take the pressure off the rest of the season if you're, you're struggling elsewhere. And, and it's the chance to to bring in some fringe players. You look at who's probably going to play and it just gives you an indication of our squad. Company, Otamendi, De Bruyne for his fitness, Sane, Jesus. These, I mean, that that's mental when you think mm. about it, that they're on that our bench. That team would do well in the Premier League, wouldn't it, on yeah. its own, you know? No, I was, in fact, on the, the, on the tube, I was trying to work out the team for Thursday night and I think the only youngster he'll have to play is Diaz, Notwithstanding, he can rotate every other player who started last night. You're not counting Foden as a youngster. No, he's a first More team squad player. Well, yes, but he's a he's on the bench anyhow, so he'll rotate. He'll have ten first teamers plus Diaz, who's on the cusp. Is, a, is the way I see it. Who do you uh, think plays right back with Danilo? Danilo. Oh, is Danilo. I know Danilo, he might be I think back. he's back in training, yeah. but I don't know if he's ready for the. It's only Fulham. Doesn't matter. If he's not fully fit. <laughs> They they won't be up for it either, will they? They'll be they'll be delighted to get knocked out, I suspect. So well, it should be a good run out. The, I mean, they're really struggling in the mm. Premier League, so this isn't going to be their focus. Having said that, if they could beat us, it would be wonderful for them. It might spur them on. I don't know, but it's, you look it's, at we'll probably have Murich in there, either Danilo, maybe Walker, just if he if he has to play another game. Company Otamendi, maybe Zinchenko, Zinchenko. at left back and Delph in midfield. Yeah. You know, De Bruyne, Foden, Sane, Jesus, and Brahim. Maybe it's mm. it's not not, it's a not bad the worst team, is you ever heard, is it? No, no. just about three hundred millions worth, isn't it? Yeah, I but it's we're... also good that you're not bringing in ten reserve teamers. You're actually for someone like Foden or Brahim to play in a team with Sane and De Bruyne around them, who are going to want to send a message to Pep that they should be playing and they should be starting every week it actually just gives that intensity to the game that can often be missing from that sort of fixture. I've noticed the, the chatter has started about both Foden and more Diaz leaving um, because they're not playing enough. 
I mean, obviously, we you can't believe everything you read, but do we have to start being concerned about these players wanting to go like Sancho did because he's proven that it can work to leave? I mean, different players have different personalities, don't they? I mean, um, I think um, Sturridge back in the day, was uh, he wanted out, didn't he? Um, you get the feeling with Phil Foden that his, his heart is, is with, with, with us. We love, the, we love him. And uh, I think Pep is the perfect manager to sort of bring him on. So you don't sense it. Or we absolutely don't want it. Um, it, it we, we, we need him, uh, don't we? We well, want him. What is he, 18? Yeah. You know, he's going to be playing at the top level, presumably for 15, 16 years. If mm. it takes him another year to, to actually become more of a regular, you just get the sense, as Spencer said, of, you know, he's a City fan. He seems to be surrounded by sensible voices. You know, I don't think you worry about him leaving. Brahim's maybe a different question. There's mm. more noise. You know, he's not a City homegrown player. Um, would he go back to Spain? I, th- I think that's probably something that. The Sanchez progression that he's he's shown that you know he probably didn't play a huge amount the first six months in Germany, but now he's playing every week. He's got the England call up. That sends a message that there is maybe another route. Yeah, it's always happened, hasn't it? Big clubs have always have to ha- had to let promising youngsters go occasionally, and that's that's mm. the price you pay for having world class stars in your team. So I'd love them both to stay. Phil Foden will stay, as you say. He's a City mm. fan. He's getting. I think all the recognition he needs. He's got a Premier League trophy and mm. medal under his belt already. Why? Why would he go anywhere else? Where else is he going to learn from such brilliant footballers and such a great coach? Yeah, I think Foden's less of a concern. I think it's because he's a City fan, so mm. that's a huge reason for him to stay. But okay, very quickly, um, prediction for Fulham, Tony. It's. I think we'll ease off at five nil. Three. 3-1 maybe City win 3-0 because um, we've not conceded hardly any goals at all so let's carry on with that yeah no I mean we haven't mentioned that yet yeah. have we but that's yeah. been what six clean sheets on the bounce we've been away to Arsenal yeah. Spurs Liverpool yeah. not conceded a goal that's the huge that's difference to last year isn't it I think there was a stat that Stones and Laporte have conceded one goal when they've been the central defensive partnership mm. and we've dis- conceded five all season and I mean, Laporte's let, 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 hasn't lost yet has he he's got the mm. longest run ever in Premier League history of consecutive games without losing I think that's from your debut isn't it and so on, on that same stat Zinchenko has got the best record he's won all Premier League games that he's featured in which I think is 9 or 10 that's bizarre because he, he, because yeah. he think, yeah. tends to play against the weaker teams yeah. um, but Laporte and Stones look phenomenal. just perfectly matched next to each other big and physical can win the headers just cultured on the ball left foot right foot it just seems yeah. to work it's great isn't it, <laughs> it Love it's it. kind of crazy to think that his company basically are fourth choice now I, I actually think he might be because Otamendi but it's not that long ago since you know we seem to sign a centre back every season to try and a partner company and it was Lescott there was or even before you know Ben Hayim and you know, Stefan Savic and then Lescott came and did a good job and we've just had this rotating cast Mangala Nastasic. looked brilliant his first game and then went mm. Demichelis Nastasic and we've now got four mm. that mm. any team mm. probably in the Premier League would love to have yeah. Well, there was a time when if Finney was injured, it was a sort of crisis time, wasn't it? And, I mean, that's, that's long behind us now. So, yeah. uh, good times. 
Yeah. So then we've got Southampton in the league. That's been moved too, just in case nobody realised. Um, Should be going. <laughs> uh, they are. They've got seven points. They've scored six goals and they've only won one game. So it's a great time for Laporte to end his winning streak. Well, remind me who their manager is. Um, Mark Hughes. The snarling Mark Hughes, yes. <laughs> what I mean, we've also, after that, we've got Shakhtar at home and the derby. So do you think that's going to have an influence on the team that he fields against Southampton? I don't think so. I think it's business as usual. I think he'll, you know, there'll be an element of rotation, I'm sure. But I think... Um, you know, with a following wind, we'll get a, a thumping win. Um, that is the expectation. Um, and I don't see anything getting in the way of that whatsoever. No, I think Southampton have... I think they're solid enough at the back. They've kept a few clean sheets. They just can't, can't score. score yeah. But they've, they've had their chances, but um, they're just struggling at the moment. You'd, you'd obviously expect us to win and score a few goals and, and hopefully then save a few legs in the second half. You can make a case. Do you need to play Aguero, David Silva against... Southampton, can you rest them for the two bigger games? But, you know, we've, we've mentioned the squad. We've got 25 genuinely world-class players. Yeah, you may choose the Shakhtar game to rotate and rest a few players. I think having absolutely mullered them 3-0 away from home, he may see that as an opportunity to uh, perhaps give Sergio a night off before the derby, etc., etc., and David, and just keep him on the bench. So, no, it'll be a strong team on, on Sunday. Looking forward to it. I think it should help consolidate our position top of the league. Another clean sheet. Could be worse, couldn't it? <laughs> you know, it did occur to me one time, maybe we should do sort of like a 1995 version of the podcast, <laughs> you know, and, and surmise what the conversation might have been, you know, back in the day. Because we, uh... I'm delighted we've got the Whitleys in central midfield <laughs> this week. <laughs> we might manage to score a goal, but I yes. reckon we'll concede four or five. Trevor Christie's yeah. first touch, isn't it? Brilliant. <laughs> okay, so um, predictions for Southampton. Uh, I'm going to go four nil. I'm going to go four nil. I'd have said the same. Yeah. Okay. Three for me. Do we know? Of course. What's conceding. your prediction, Lisa? What's my prediction? We never asked Nigel his predictions. No. Um, five nil. By the way, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Raheem Sterling, if he's, if he's, if he's playing, it will be his two hundred and first Premiership game. Twenty three years old. I mean. Do the maths on that. Well, that I thought you were going to give us the quiz question because I saw yeah. that today as well. He's the, I think he'll be the fifth youngest to get there. Can you name who the other four the who are younger or who were younger? Rooney. Rooney. Michael Owen. Don't think so. This is the part where I really should have remembered the answer. Milner. 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 Robbie Fowler. No. Baby-faced Gareth Barry. Gareth Barry. No way. One. That's three who've played for City. Yeah. And I can't remember the other. So I think we should so throw answers, that out answers to Answers on a postcard to or Twitter. Twitter. Um, at City Podcast. Prize for the sponsor. Yeah. And talking of um, questions on Twitter. Um, nice link there, Stephen. Thank you. Um, we've had a couple of, of questions. One from Kim. Thank you, Kim. It's, I think she's getting a bit frustrated with the um, Liverpool um, fans getting a bit overexcited um, about how much better they are than us and how they're definitely going to win the league. Do we need to pay that too much attention at the moment? I would love it if we win the league this year. <laughs> they are just overexcited, arrogant and need shutting up. They've done nothing so far apart from getting knocked out of the League Cup. They've not been particularly impressive in my humble opinion many times. They struggled against Huddersfield, they struggled against Brighton. 
Yes, we can all roll over a few teams every once in a while. They look very average against us, quite frankly, and we're very lucky to get a point out of that. So, end of the season, if they win the league, well done. You deserve it. Even Fergie said that, didn't he? But they've won nothing yet, and I can't see they're going to win it this year either. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, I must agree with every, everything you've just said. I think we'll leave that there then. And... <laughs> The other, the other point that's been made by um, Canal Street Blues is that whenever our friend Sarah Messenger goes to Wembley, we always win. So is there such a thing as a lucky charm when you go? Does anyone have any superstitions about going to matches? I'll tell you mine. Did Sarah want. go yesterday? She, well, she must have done. Mm. I think that's, that's what they're saying. So whenever, whenever we've been at Wembley in a semi-final or a final, I will only wear my... Well, it was actually my brother's old city shirt, uh, old brother shirts, and and if I, I if I didn't wear it, I think I would be in fear that we would lose, and it would be my fault. <coughs> we have lost while I've been wearing it, but it's not the point. Anyone else got anything silly? No. I used me. to have a lucky pair of pants I'd wear for football, and I'd bin them when we lost, and I was mm. going through them at quite a rate of knots at one point. So. It weren't very lucky pants. No, <laughs> Quite when, I, when I first started, come to think of it, when I first started going to games with my son Anthony, who's now nineteen, he'll love me for mentioning this. Um, he did have a, a lucky, lucky sort of lucky boxer type thing going on, but then we lost. Uh, I think on the twelfth game, and so um, thank goodness. <laughs> enough said. Sorry, Ant. Sorry, Ant, to, to mention that in public. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be very grateful. Anyway, thank you very much for the questions, and thank you very much to my guests tonight. Thank you to Stephen, to Tony, and to Spencer. And um, we'll see you or hear you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network.